the difference between three years ago or two years ago when I did the podcast and now is that first, second, third employee will control your destiny. And if you write things down today and build a manual of how you like things done and put together a really good foundation checklist and make sure the job is living up to your expectations. We take 40 pictures on every job to make sure it's done. I've got a data integrity team. So without my eight-step process, without coming up with the five green lights for a turnover, without doing the things myself, I would have never built a system to get great people to do the things I did my way. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your hosts, Nate and Brian, hanging out with you again and looking forward to a great conclusion with our guest returning from last week, Mr. Tommy Mello. We had a great conversation with him and interrupted it right in the middle about, and we're going to conclude that today, uh, following up some additional thoughts on his book, Elevate, and the principles there within. But before we do that, Brian and I are going to spend a little bit of time talking about things ourselves, and we're going to turn to Brian for our quote. The mind is not a vessel to be filled, but a fire to be kindled. Plutarch. Ah, okay. I, I recognize that quote, actually, Brian, because I think you mentioned that in a previous podcast uh, somewhere along the line. But what a, great, what a great concept talking about how like there is just such potential within each of us to really create and to go and to improve and to do. Uh, and that's something really amazing and something that we are often lazy and complacent with utilizing. Uh, our guest today, Tommy Mello, is not one of those people. In fact, I think he makes up for several of us in terms of the amount of creating and fire kindling he does in his own mind. And we're going to have a great conversation with him today. Not just his own mind, like tons and tons of minds. Last I talked to him, he's getting 40,000 downloads a month on his podcast. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like 39,998 more than we get. Yeah. All, all two of you listening every month, which I think is just you and me downloading. Not me. Oh. So. Hey, whoever else you are, <laughs> that other person besides me, I shake you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he's, but, but he has great guests on his show, but I'm, I mean, he's, I don't listen to his show for the guests. I mean, I like when he has a good guest on. And, you know, Tommy's with my boy, and I'm, you know, I've, grown to really like Tommy as, as a person, but this has nothing to do with that. I was a massive Tommy Mello fan before I ever met him, before we ever had him on the show, before I had a conversation with him. Like, dude, this guy's a game changer. Can't promote his show enough. Can't promote his books enough. Um, if you're selling or building a business, if you're a plumber, an electrician, a garage door tech, whatever you're doing, you should spare the hour a week of Tommy putting on his podcast because the ideas and, and processes and, and like there's nothing he does that he doesn't share. And it's insane. I mean, we'll talk to him about what, it, what where he started and where his business is now, but you're talking from nothing to you know hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue and 
um, training some crazy high level people, you know, personally to sell and building training systems. And like, he does a lot of it himself. He, he R and D's a lot, you know, rip off and duplicate. He brings in the best people in the world onto his show and gets ideas from them and, you know, repackages it for himself. But he's just, he's one of those guys that as to quote Plutarch, he, he kindles the mind. I mean, he makes you want to think bigger. So can't recommend it enough. So I was recently on uh, the Successful Life podcast with my man, Corey Barrier. Good dude. And Corey um, oftentimes will, like, so Corey's one of those video texters. You got some of those in your life, Nate? Um, I don't, no, not really. I mean, I get Snapchats and stuff like that, but not like. You're on Snapchat? Not anymore. <laughs> no, Find him on Snapchat. <laughs> no, do not. <laughs> I'm not on Snapchat. I no, think. I don't. I don't really have like narrators like that. Yeah. So I have several people who, you know, some people will send like the audio message. Do you have that? Uh, there was only really one person that ever did that to me. Who's that? Mr. Scott Roar. Oh, did he? Yeah. He never did that to me. Yeah. Scott was a, he was a, all about efficiency. Yeah. So I don't mean like talk to text, but I mean like click the record button and, and talk to you and then you press it and you just hear him speaking. I got several of them, a few videoers. Corey's like a guy who's, he's, he's a busy dude. He's involved in tons of things and he's driving and he'll just record a video. Hey, what's up, my man? This, that, this, boom, press send. And you just watch the video of him talk. I'm like, this is super efficient. I just, I don't have the confidence he has. Like, I don't want to see my mug on that video, you know. So if we don't do video podcasting, please. It has nothing to do with text driving around all day and not wanting them direct. But he sent me a message and he said, uh, you know, happy 4th of July. And uh, I was talking to a buddy, Jeff Laney, he said, who told him that we have a mutual friend in common, and that's Brian Burton. He was telling him a, a story about uh, – doing a ride along with me at yes plumbing back in Vegas. And I don't know when Jeff got there, but like 2008, Jeff's one of those guys I hit it off with instantly. He's just, he's just a really good dude. I have not had a conversation with him since I left Vegas, but we're gonna have to catch up here soon. And he said, yeah, I was riding with Brian doing a ride along. And I don't, I don't remember where Jeff was or, you know, even Jeff being this a long time ago, but, probably nearly 20 years ago. But I remember this job because the story was told over and over and, uh, and I ended up having to talk about it in a couple morning meetings, but we were leaving this house with nothing and had recommended a water heater and some water treatment. And my wife was pregnant with, I believe our second child at that time. So I don't know what it was like 2006, 2007 or something. And we were like walking down the walkway and they were like holding hands, watching us walk out like a commercial, you know, and she just yelled out like, Hey, we'll pray for you guys that everything goes well with the baby. And I'm like, you want to do that now? (laughs) Nate's just rolling his eyes with his stomach rolling right now. It's like, (laughs) And they, they're like, look at each other confused. They're like, huh? And I was like, yeah, you want to do that now? And they're like, yeah. And look, I'm, I was at that time I was agnostic, you know, I'm like a Christian now, which I, I makes me kind of not even want to tell this story, but 
you know, it was kind of twofold. Like, I know this is a relationship builder. This is going to be good for the relationship. Number one. Number two, whether I believed at the time there was a God or not, I just, I kind of wasn't sure. There's no evidence either way. Could it hurt that they prayed for the baby? I didn't think so. So let's give it a whirl. And we went back to the kitchen table and I don't know what poor Jeff was doing or new to the company on, on a ride along, but they grabbed my hands from either side and sat at the table and prayed and prayed for the baby. And look, long story short, whether it was my first or second kid, both kids are very healthy now. So it worked. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we got a nice new water heater and water treatment package out of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nate, with that look of, our guests can't see that look of disgust. Nate, you might actually have to say what you're feeling right now. Uh, I don't, I don't prefer to put that on record. <laughs> so I didn't want to, like, I didn't, I never told that story on the air. Cause I'm, I just feel kind of, you know, cruddy about it or whatever. Like, eh, was that the best thing to do? I don't know. But Corey hearing the story, he was like, yo man, I'm, I am a Christian and, and I'm, you know, one, I'm very impressed by that story. Cause that was a, whether it was a prayer or whatever it was, you know, having the, uh, wherewithal to say who here's a chance to not let this thing go and you know i we probably would have gotten it we had great rapport with the people we built a great relationship but they were literally like we're not doing it today without you know going through our regular process and when they said that i just thought well here's another opportunity you know but having that wherewithal was impressive to him and he said i don't find it to be uh, a low down thing to do at all so he said, you should definitely tell that story on Waste No Day. So thank you, Jeff Laney, throwing that out there. <clears throat> Appreciate you, bro. And uh, thanks, Corey, for giving me the nudge. But, yeah, that story, that that happened and uh, was kind of legend there in Vegas for a little while. Um, and I think the prayer worked because, uh, you know, actually my son stayed in the NICU for, I want to say, a week. It's like there were complications expected and complications happened, but. Ethan is uh, good. He's he's alive and well and uh, strong, healthy young man. So appreciate the prayers couple in Las Vegas that uh, probably about this time has had another water heater and water treatment system put in. Maybe two. Well, relationship building is something that our guest who we have on today is uh, fantastic at. And we're super excited to talk with Tommy about all the things that he's doing. But before we do that, it's time for our review of the week. Brian, who do we have today? Green and growing. Five stars. Love that. That's the old Ken Goodrich quote that he always said. You're green and growing or you're brown and dying. No standing still. Green and growing. Amazing podcast. I was taught by an amazing technician that understood how important selling is to our trade. This podcast has been an awesome tool for me as a new service manager to train my guys. The art of communication is what separates the good from the great. I'll be a supporter of this podcast forever. Rye Fitz 523. That sounds like it's probably Ryan Fitzgerald. Also hailing from Las Vegas. Hey, Ryan, let us know when you get that dub ND tattoo. We want to see a picture of that. You won't. You won't. You ain't built like that, right? <laughs> please don't. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. Seriously. 
We'll appreciate the review. And of course, if you are interested in the show and the content and you appreciate anything that you're listening to here, make sure that you do drop us your five-star review. We'd sure love to hear from you, your comments. Tag us on Facebook, hit us up uh, wherever we can. Uh, we, we sure love to hear those things. And it helps us uh, have not only a reminder of the impact of what's going on in the field, but also a motivation to keep going. But if not, we appreciate you listening. Even if you do it quietly and don't tell a single soul about it, keep it all to yourself. Like Gollum's ring, you know? <laughs> You're precious, yes. Yes. Well, what is going to be precious today is the guest that we have on. It's a pickup from last week's conversation with Tommy Mello, and we're going to put him in your passenger seat right now. Our guest today returns, Mr. Tommy Mello. He is the home service millionaire and beyond, now focusing on his second book called Elevate. He is the owner of A1 Garage Door based out of Phoenix, Arizona, and has been on the podcast multiple times before. We're going to pick up the conversation just where we left off last week with a little bit of context to let you know, but make sure you go back and listen to part one. For right now, we're going to continue with part two and join the conversation. I interviewed on one of my Thursday meetings, Darius Livers, and he says, Tommy, whenever I walk out of a home, the one thing I constantly do, I get in my truck, I go park around the corner, and I take notes on what I did good and what I could have done better. He goes, if you don't have the mindset that there's someone on this planet out of 8 billion people that a person could have, maybe I didn't put the booties on when I went in the house a second time. Maybe I didn't smile. Maybe I didn't accept the iced tea. Maybe I didn't explain things. Maybe I didn't make that right eye contact. Maybe I was intimidating. Maybe I should have got down on one knee to present the parts instead of standing above that, that elderly woman. Maybe I didn't smell right. Whatever it might be. Without self-examination and wanting to do more and thinking you could do more, and if you've already felt like you're the best, there's problems there. You've already conquered everything and you're done. There's no reason to be alive. I think I've got so much work to do. I'm the best I've ever been, but the worst I'll ever be. I say that all the time. And the guys that say, listen, I did great. I made the money I need to make today. I can pay all my bills. I got a little bit extra. That's the wrong mentality. And a lot of people just say, I just want to be happy. What the hell does I just want to be happy mean? What are you going to do to be happy? What actions are you going to take? And it goes back to the elevate mindset of just, what can I do for everybody around me? I've got this quote. I've got a whole pad here. Someone actually bought this for me, but it's blank sheets with on the top of it. You can have anything in life you want if you just help en enough people get what they want by Zig Ziglar. And I've got this motivation all around me. I just, I love, I sincerely, and a lot of people say this, I love my life. Now, there are times that there are times I'm unhappy throughout the day, but overall, it's a great day. I live in Arizona. The sun's out. It gets hot sometimes, but it's a sunny state. In Michigan, I used to get depressed because it was gray every day. It was cold. It was like, I don't want to get up. It's dark outside. I put myself in these situations all the time to only be able to be happy. And I put a lot of time and energy into making sure I do the things I love the most. One of the things that we love the most here is encouraging our listeners, and we want to do that through every podcast that we bring. There's already been a lot of good stuff today about investing in yourself and reflecting upon things that you can be doing better and even buying back your time and making the most of the opportunities that you've been given. Now, when you reflect upon your journey, Tommy, I'm sure there's been some touchstone moments or some turning points in your life 
where perhaps you found out, man, I need a mentality shift on how I view that thing. I need to change my perspective on this element of my life. I need to alter my perception. What have been some of those things that you've come across your life where you were like, wow, I've been looking at this wrongly the whole time. I need to shift that. And then you came out of that with a completely different perspective and motivation on life. I look at things that I could control and I don't dwell on things I can't control. That's the biggest foundation is a lot of people get upset about things they can't control. And it's a state of mind versus I can actually control this. I could change this. I could get help. My secret sauce is asking for help. If anybody ever asked me, what's your superpower? It's being the fact to be humbled and asking for help. The answers are there. You just got to ask and you got to know who to ask. I always say your network is your network because I've created an amazing network and I'm constantly getting help. And I've been very fortunate to attract the right people because I try to smile a lot. I try to actively listen and just understanding there's certain circumstances that are out of my control and accepting that and then accepting the fact that I can control a lot of things around me and then making sure I understand that. And a lot of people, they get upset about things that are out of their hand. I just had to go to a funeral for Bree's grandfather. He was 64 years old and it was very difficult. It was tough times and she's still going through it. And what I can tell you is the preacher got up there and he talked a lot about regret. And he said, you can't change the past, but you could definitely change the future. And if any of you have a feeling of regret, just know grandpa's looking down, dad's looking down. And you did. And I was fortunate enough to spend a lot of quality time with that man. And Grandpa Johnny was an amazing guy. But what it taught me as we went through the scriptures and whether you're religious or not, just what it meant to me was spend quality time. And I tell you, I wish I spent every day calling my mom. I wish I did things. And I just, I try the best I can and I'm a work in progress and I'll always be a work in progress. But it meant a lot to me to sit there and just reflect and just say, I got to make some changes. But guess what? I listened to a panel of the goats of all the greatest. And Jimmy Hiller said, listen, guys, I don't have a whole lot of regrets. I missed a lot of basketball games. I missed some fishing trips, but I also am able to give all my grandchildren scholarships. I'm also able to give my wife the best life. Some of it takes discipline. It's not always going to be easy. And there's certain things we need to do in life. A lot of us are breadwinners. So there's not a lot of regrets, but guess what? I did the best I could with what I had. He quit drinking. He carries his coin around him, and he's living the best life he can. So there's a happy balance, but I think regret is something you need to take and just start to visualize. What are people going to say when you're at your funeral? Just imagine if your mom or dad or wife or kids or anything happens. is When you think about that and just think about them in the casket, is it starts to change what you're going to do today. You could actually visualize that. And think about that and say, it's horrifying, but think about all the things you do today differently. That's a good word there, Tommy. And shifting gears here, I don't think you are a man that lives with regret. And one of the things that you've chosen to do is continue to optimistically pursue the future. And as you were writing the book, Elevate, what were some of your favorite chapters or favorite concepts that you felt like, man, I can't wait for people to read about this? Well, Elevate has five core things. It's leadership, culture, marketing, recruiting, and systems. So that's the business side of it. I gave my book to a uh, one of my managers, Joe. And Joe texted me. He goes, this is my morning motivation. And it says, clearly define your values 
if you want to attract the right people. You can't skip this step. What do you want people to say about you? Imagine a grassy hilltop with low gray clouds and light rain. Everything feels muffled and wet, like the world is far away. People in the dark clothing gather soberly, and there's a coffin at the front of the crowd. Sitting inside the coffin is your corpse. All around are photos of, from your life. Everyone who loves you is here. As the afternoon unfolds and people make comments, what do you hope they'll say about you and your company? What do you wish people would admire about you and be grateful for? Spend time visualizing this hilltop scene and writing down everything you hope people will say. Now return to the present moment and think about the market, your company today. To attract the type of people who can make it into the right place that will be remembered the way you want years down the road. What kind of team will it take to achieve the things you saw people saying up on the hill? What type of organization with what type of values would attract people like that? At my own funeral, I want the message to be that I helped other people win. I want to inspire and empower others to be number one in their personal and professional lives. I will hire employees at my companies who also value winning and enjoy helping others win. We are competitive, but also giving, not selfish. This came from thinking deeply through the funeral exercise. And he texted me that yesterday. And what I could tell you, and by the way, it was really small writing. I could read faster than that because it's a text message. But these are the things I give these books to everybody. This isn't just to build a company or become a great author. I give them to, to the people around me and I hope it makes a difference. That was one, one excerpt from the book. And it's just about an elevate mindset like I've been describing the last half an hour. Yeah. That's a great clip of the book to read to dovetail and from what we were just talking about. Yeah. I give our condolences to Bree for sure. And to you, cause I'm sure you spent some good time with him as well. Thank you for that. There's a book and I can't remember the name of it, but it was like, it was something like, if I'd only known, or I don't remember exactly. It's a real short book written by a mom whose son died in his sleep or something like that. I read it so long ago. I don't remember the exact details of it, but it was just, it was really short as if it was like, if I had known that was the last time I was going to kiss his forehead, if I'd known that was the last Saturday we were going to have to get like that kind of thing. And it made me think, and we've, Amelia, my wife and I have had some pretty close deaths to us here very recently and my stepdad also had a heart attack last week and got out of the hospital on father's day thankfully with a couple stints but it's some stuff has hit real close to home lately and made me had me thinking in those terms and it's not like just with your kids but one was a neighbor who was one of my wife's best friends who we lost like just suddenly and unexpectedly but like we were talking like what if we'd known the last time we saw her was the last time we were going to see her so what if we greeted each other like that when I'm leaving for work or when I get home from work or take it either even to another level, like with your coworkers, what if the plumber I greeted or didn't greet on the way out of the meeting this morning and I try to greet everyone on the way out of the meeting every morning, but what if the one person I skipped, that was the last time I saw that person? Like, how would you act the slightest bit differently? Would you act differently? I'm assuming you would. Oh, 100%. I agree. Bree felt the same way that she could have went and visit grandpa. And she's like, I just wish I had five minutes to tell him how much I love him. And I don't think I could live in that all the time. I think I would really have to work on myself to think this is the last time Ooh, I'm going to see Yeah, for sure. I think I'd be talking to people for 15 minutes every person I saw. But what I do think is when people start at the company, we have people leave the company. They've been there for 30 years and... We celebrate, we have a cake, we take them out, we have fun, and we celebrate their new life of retirement or moving on. Why don't we do that when people start? Why don't we 
acknowledge people and tell them how great they are and you're ready for a new career. I tell this story of the girl and her dad and she turns 18 and her dad says, listen, I bought you this car. I had it hidden in the farm and I wanted to give this to you for you're 18 now and this is your new life. And she says, thanks, Dan. And she looks at the car and it's, it's old and beat up. And she says, why don't you just take it to the local car dealer, see what they'll give you for it. She comes back a day later. She says, Dad, they'll give me a thousand bucks. They said it's not worth a whole lot. And he says, take it to the pawn shop, see what they'll give you. And she says, Dad, unfortunately, they only want to give me $200. They said it needs a lot of work. They frankly said it's a piece of junk. He said, a thing I didn't tell you is I also bought you a membership to the local classic car club. I want you to take it there and see what they think. And she goes, Dad, this is crazy. They offered me $250,000 because it's rare. It's in great condition. It's got great capabilities and it's super hard to find. And the dad says, I just wanted to let you know that you're not worth anything if you're not in the right place. If you're not appreciated, don't be angry. That means you're in the wrong place. Don't stay in a place where no one sees your value. And I look at everybody in that room and I say, I value you. You're in the right place. You, this is your future. I've got your back. I'm here. Here's my cell phone. You call me. You use me. And I'll show up for you every day. And their wives are on the line. And we get everybody on their graduation. And we celebrate. We give them certificates. And we say, welcome to your new life. This is it. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. You've got unlimited potential. And I think that means a lot because I mean it sincerely. Yeah, you're going to potentially make owners out of all of them. <laughs> They want it. You, they just got to decide they want it. You can't be I mean, more listen, sincere than, than giving them the opportunity to work their way into ownership of the business. Which I've not even released any of that yet because th there's a lot of other people that were working on it for July that hopefully <laughs> everybody's not listening to this yeah, you're, you're be listening. You're going to be releasing it in a couple of weeks, buddy. <laughs> exactly. It is happening in July. That's why I said it. That's awesome. I want to switch gears a little bit. Your first episode you did with us, and man, I just do not remember when it was, but it was 2021. The most feedback I got on that episode, most of our audience, I'd say easily 60% is technicians in the field selling technicians of now just various trades, trades that we had no idea listen, but including garage door techs, which is pretty cool. But the second biggest group that listens to our show is probably similar to your audience, which is up and coming business owners, very small businesses of people who own the company and maybe have one or two trucks to five trucks. It's probably our second biggest audience. And a lot of the feedback I got from your first episode was when we were just going back and forth on guerrilla marketing, for lack of a better term. And I think we had asked you the question, like if you were starting over today... Like just Tommy and his truck of whatever trade, we don't have to get too trade specific, but how are you? And you gave such awesome golden nuggets then, and that was a couple of years ago. What would that look like today? If you were starting over and, and Tommy Mello Incorporated, just you and your truck or you and a truck and one other person in a truck, how are you going to market with no budget really for marketing? What are the best guerrilla marketing strategies you know of today? The best one by far is relationships. No one could ever take that away. They can't change the algorithm. And because it goes back to David and Goliath, go out and meet the people. Try to read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Smile. Show up. If you make a mistake, admit it. Be honest. 
you're going to have to take some sacrifices when you're small because you don't have a big bank, but the big guys don't have an opportunity to go out and meet the people like they used to. They're busy managing KPIs and working on the CRM and other things. Another thing I would do is I'd be getting more reviews. I'd be offering to all the neighbors, listen, I was just at Mr. Jones' house. Could I tune up your door? No cost. All I ask is that you make sure to let me know how I'm doing online. If you have a few minutes, take a picture of me and put it on Google. And if you could let me know how I did on Yelp. And also, it would be great if you mentioned me on next door. Most companies don't have the time to do that, nor do they have the patience to do that. I would be going to B&I meetings. I'd be doing the things that I did to become where we are today. I'd be putting yard signs on every corner and every house that I service. I'd be talking to every HOA president. I'd be making deals all the time. What do you mean talking Having to every H- HOA president? What would you talk to them about? If I'm with a customer, I'd say, who's your HOA president? The HOA president, in an HOA, you can only have a certain type of garage or certain colors. So I say, here's the deal, Mr. President. I want to give you a new garage door. I'll give it to you at cost. I want to show you the benefits of how nice it'll be inside of your garage because it'll be cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter. That'll be very quiet. You'll be able to monitor it from your cell phone. Amazon could deliver. I'll make it look beautiful. And if I do a great job, I'd like you to put us, talk about us in the HOA meetings and make sure that I'm your preferred vendor. And I'll give everybody that's part of the HOA 10%. I'll make sure I do it right. And I'll stand by my work and I'll oversee everything. Because I know these doors are 10 years old and most likely you've got 500 houses in this HOA and I'm the guy that'll make sure everything gets done attentively. And I'm just one man on a truck right now, so I'll be here. I'll answer the phone nights, weekends. If I'm on vacation, it'll get done because I care so much. I take a lot of pride in what I do. And also, here's the difference of the Elevate mindset. My marketing has changed dramatically over the last four years. My mentality is market to the right people, meaning technicians, CSRs, dispatchers, warehouse staff, the right CFO, the right controller. Because I know if I build a team of winners, I can't do anything else but win. One A player will run circles around three B players. One A player will run circles around 10 C players. So people wonder, why do they got to do everything? Because you hire people that are nowhere as good as you. People complain all the time and they say, they get their first employee, they pay them $13 an hour and they say, shadow me. And they wonder why the person doesn't show up on time. You want somebody that wants more for their life and you want to pay them way lower than a livable wage. And you can't pay them good because you don't charge enough. It's a vicious cycle. So you got to start marketing for great people. You got to see the best in people. You got to always be recruiting. So the difference between three years ago or two years ago when I did the podcast and now is that first, second, third employee will control your destiny. And if you write things down today and build a manual of how you like things done and put together a really good foundation checklist and make sure the job is living up to your expectations. We take 40 pictures on every job to make sure it's done. I've got a data integrity team. So without my eight-step process, without coming up with the five green lights for a turnover, without doing the things myself, I would have never built a system to get great people to do the things I did my way. Because I cared. I was very passionate. And what I would say is the reason guys run in circles that own businesses, the one guy in a truck, is because they can't afford to get the right help. They don't want to pay. You've got uncapped potential to make as much money as you want here. And by charging the right prices and taking care of people, I get excited if someone makes 200 grand because I know when their dream comes true, my dream is coming true as well. 
because I took a long time to come up with the scorecards and the compensation pay where we could both win. And without talking about that piece of growing a business where you don't have to work, it's not worth getting every lead in the world. You're just becoming a slave to your business. And I don't think I talked a lot about that. It's about getting out of the truck, focusing on the business. The company we just partnered with in Houston, they got 30 employees. I called Vince, the owner, and I said, Cody, your son's got to get out of the truck. He's building service tight. He's finding QuickBooks. He's focused on reviews. And he said, he's my top producer. I can't take him out of the truck. I said, Vince, I've talked to Cody a dozen times. Do you have any faith in me? He goes, you're the only guy I take advice from. I said, get him out of the truck. They went from 400,000 of EBITDA to three and a half million in 18 months. Of EBITDA. EBITDA. Of profit. (laughs) Profit. All right. What did that top line look like from one to the next? They were like a few million all the way up to 11 million. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. And they run a really lean company. It's a great company. All right. So let's, so that's uh, obviously that's awesome. And the exact golden nuggets I was hoping for. What about the social media piece? Like you're, it's just Tommy and Nate, Tommy and Nate's electrical services here. So what are you guys doing social media wise to gain some new clients and get the name out? Social media is great, but social media works a lot better for deco hardware. It works better for before and after pictures of a garage. Obviously, if you can get a client to share on their social media, that's absolutely amazing. There's really cool things you can do with custom audiences. There's a lot of cool things you could do. Getting into groups. So if you go into the group for your city, there's probably thirty to 40,000 people. You can't advertise on there. But you could say, I have the most wonderful client in the world. You got to put it in a way and write it in a way that's not self. If they post it and they say, oh, my gosh, my garage door was sound like a steamboat. It was loud. It woke up my son every day and now it's so quiet. So you want to post in places where your avatars are going to be. So Mrs. Jones could just make a post saying, hey, man, my garage doors woke my son up who sleeps above the garage every morning when I went to work. And then I had Bill from A1 come out and all of a sudden my garage doors are silent. You guys have to check this out if you're around my area. Like they could post that no problem even post a link. 100%. And here's another really great insight is we got self-generated leads. So anybody could post a bunch of pictures on their social media and they get 7% of the job without even running it. And that's my newest project is to have every single employee become a marketing machine where their wife and kids are involved and they're posting about it and they're going, I'm going to allow them to go to B&I meetings. I'm going to pay for that. I'm going to allow them to sponsor the kid's soccer team. And we'll put a, a link to Schedule Engine on that website and say 10% of every one of the calls that comes through this link, this Schedule Engine that has attribution, is going to go straight to the soccer team. You can put the link in your church and say, we're going to give a discount. We're also including an extra surge protector. And guess what? 10% of it goes back to the congregation. Those are the best things you could do on social media. And it's not easy. I'm building a content portal and I'm working on attribution models. I'm getting very innovative because everybody's dying for leads. I don't care who you are, what industry you're in. We were spoiled the last three years. Everybody's, we're not ready to sell, we're not ready to sell. They just thought because we had the three hottest summers in a row, because everybody was doing good because people were stuck at home with COVID. Everybody thinks they're going to do better, but we were very fortunate. If you didn't make money in the last three years in your home service business, you might want to rethink being a business. No offense. Same for the salespeople, man. If you weren't getting it done when you were an order taker last year before, look out this year. And it's like even the ones who did well, they made twice as much money, but they didn't get twice as good at their craft. And we're starting to see that kind of nationally now where 
people who are just crushing it for three years are getting back to being pretty average because they didn't train, they didn't role play, they didn't get around the best people, they didn't get accountability partners in, in selling and presenting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, everybody, they call me, they're like, how do I get more leads? I'm like, you don't need more leads. Your conversion rate sucks. Your average ticket sucks. You don't answer the phone on weekends. You literally don't have anything else to sell when people want to buy more. You are so focused. You look at your marketing company and you want more, but they can't give more. You can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. There's no more leads. You could get innovative. You could possibly do some other things, but why don't you fix the things you can control? You can't automatically turn on the Google knob. You could do a lot of things to optimize, but they're not overnight. So you should be focused long-term. How do I get more leads? But do the things you could control. Everybody's, I'm firing my marketing agency. I got, they don't get, they were great last year. I'm like, no, you just don't understand you were spoiled. You got to do the things that you can control. And everybody's like looking at their CMO or their VP of marketing going, what are you doing? Turn it on, turn it on. What's wrong with you? I'm doing everything I can. And it's take a look in the mirror and say, what could I do that I can control today? And a lot of people just, they're going out, they're literally struggling because they built a big business. They got a lot of employees. They bought new trucks. They rebranded. And they built a training center and all of a sudden they're like, what in the heck is going on? I'm like, you got to go out again. You got to hunt. 5% of the population are hunters. 95% want to just plant and watch the fruit blossom. They don't understand that they got to be aggressive and go get it. They don't have the genes. I was on Joe Polish's podcast. He goes, only 5% of all human beings have the hunter gene. And thank God I have it because I'm going to go out and I'm going to create my own destiny. I'm not going to sit here and wonder why things are going wrong and how do I get more leads and what do we do? I make decisions and they happen today. I don't say, yeah, we're going to get to that next week. Yeah. I make decisions quick. I make calculated decisions and we move quickly and I go fight every day. I don't just let things wait for things to happen to me. I make my own destiny and I control it and I live with my decisions. And that's very rare these days. I feel like having a plan, most people won't do it. 1% of the listeners right now will sit down and write down their goals and start thinking about what they want their life to look like in three years. Whether that means fishing more, golfing more, going on vacation with their kids more, being a bigger part of their kids' life. Most people, unfortunately listening, they're waiting for some grand billow of good fortune to set them afloat. And they're buying the lottery ticket saying this is going to change their life. Although most lottery ticket winners end up broke within five years. So if you can't fix your attitude, your mentality, if you can't have gratitude like we talked about, if you can't help build a plan, have a destination, and understand what your life will look like and visualize it, unfortunately, you don't have a chance. I don't believe in luck. I believe in treating people the way I want to be treated. And I think that's really what I wanted to make very clear on this podcast is it's a way of life. It's not just, I'm going to do this for a little while. It's kind of like getting in shape. People start noticing and they're like, wow, what are you doing? And it's the same thing with your personality and this mindset of abundance. And that's really, I don't have a whole lot more I wanted to discuss, except just be the best version of yourself, better your best. I don't care if you set your number one in the company. I care that you beat last week, last month, last quarter, last year, and you've got a reason why you're doing this. We got a pinnacle club and it was $1 million if you do it. And now it's 1.2. People are like, why is it 1.2? I'm like inflation. And a lot of people couldn't accept that. And I'm like, listen, in the roofing industry, a million dollars was the goal 20 years ago. It's still, that's not okay by my standards. But without giving them that goal, they'd never have anything to hit. They'll figure out, trust me, my top 20 guys will figure out a way. They always do. 
because they write down goals. They know what they need to do each day, each hour, not next month, not next year. They have a plan for today. And I just encourage everybody to start writing things down and having a plan of figuring out and getting an accountability partner, letting your wife and kids know what you're doing, letting your best friends know. Will Be willing to work later. Be willing to pick up a weekend shift because if that means living that life you envisioned in three years, then you're on the right track. If you're just going through life, you're going to wake up 10 years from now, remember this podcast and say, man, I wish I would have listened. And it's not too late. There's a song, it's not too late, it's never too late, but do it now. Start now. Take time. Write down a few things. Write down where you need to be on conversion rate, average ticket. Write down, make sure you communicate with your dispatchers what you want, what your goals are. Bring them in coffee one day. Watch how they treat you. Be a giver. Love it, Tommy. You've definitely given us a lot to think about. And if people are interested in learning more about you, A1, or your new book, Elevate, where is a good place to find that? Elevateandwin.com. Audible's coming out in the next, it'll be out in July. I do the home service expert. A little bit different than when you guys do podcast. Let me jump in on the home service expert podcast. It's a little bit different in that it's all about building your business, but it's also all about treating your people and how to treat your employees and stuff. And it is the one podcast that I listen to every week, no matter what. It's the only podcast that I listen to. And I don't know if you listen to the show, to the Waste No Day or not often, Tommy, but if you do, you know that I mention certain podcasts over and over again. It's like this one, To The Point, Cristiano's show I listen to periodically, Jocko, Joe Rogan, like some to just get some outside influence and just reset a little bit, Jordan Peterson. But the only one that I listen to, no matter who the guest is, no matter what, every time it pops up is Tommy's show. And I don't own a business, but I am responsible for part of the business I'm in and I manage and lead people. And I've never heard an episode of Tommy's show, the home service expert, where I didn't either take notes or text the leadership team something or text my wife something or some change or something to implement comes from every single episode of Tommy's show that I listen to. And I listen every week. So I've even gone way back and listened to years past of your show and booked certain guests on this show because I heard them on your show. So I didn't want to just quickly gloss over what that show is because it's such a big deal if you're in business, a business owner, a manager. I don't even care. Like waste no days an hour and a half max a week and your show's an hour and a half a week. We sh- you should be listening to both of them even if you're a technician, if you're a part runner listening to this. You should be listening to Tommy's show. I was in Houston and I said, go to a1garage.com forward slash game day. I actually created a shortcut to the podcast about a technician that never gives discounts, a technician that has so much pride in his work. Daniel. And every, yeah, D- Daniel. Yeah. Yep. Just an amazing mindset. And everyone you tell me to listen to, you, you know, it's crazy. If I've been on 93 trips in the last 360 days and people are like, why do you do that to yourself? And I'm like, I don't do anything. Somewhat, some people would say it's sacrifice. Some people would say I'm building something. Some people would say I'm living the best life. I look at it as the third one of, I do what I want with who I want. I do things because I want to. I really have a big plan and it's not easy. It never is when you've got big goals and big expectations. There are sacrifices that are being made. But at the end of the day, I've got a plan. And I'm sticking to my plan and I'm not going to go off track and everything is falling into motion perfectly. And when it doesn't, I recalibrate and get it back on track. So 
Listen, I enjoy your podcast. I think you guys have something amazing going on. You're giving back to the community that helped build my life. And I think people need to listen and they need to share this podcast with as many people as possible. Not this show, your show in general. And you just, whether it has to do with addiction, whether it has to do with just performing better, whether it has to do with your family, your habits, you guys have great people on and you're always inspiring others. That's something that I think everybody should take the time, leave you a great review, share it and grow the audience if they love it. And that's the best compliment you'll ever receive. So if someone says to a coworker or someone goes online and shares it on Facebook. So if you're listening right now, take a step in the right direction and share this because these guys take a lot of time. They don't make any money off of this. They're doing this because they want to share and they're helping bring forward your life and the best thing you can do is pay it forward to others. Love it, Tommy. We appreciate not only the endorsement, but the encouragement and challenge as well. It's been great to have you on the show again. We look forward to having you on sometime in the future. And we appreciate not only what you share with us today, but all the deep, dark secrets that you shared in Elevate to make us all better, man. We appreciate it so much. Yeah, it's weird for me because you're like four years younger than me, but you're a big mentor for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I can always bounce things off you. And as busy as you are, I get a text back pretty lickety split. And you're always always open to helping. So I appreciate you, man. Love you guys. Literally, if you ever need anything, my line's always open. My door is always open. And I'm here to bounce things off of. I share everything. People wonder why I share so much. And I'm like, I hope you just take advantage of all my mistakes. But I uh, appreciate you guys very much. Thanks for letting me be a guest on the show. All right. Thanks, man. Hey, that's a wrap for this podcast. What a great time with Tommy. He always has so much to share. I hope that you enjoyed this two-part show. And he always has great content to bring. And you can read even more about that in depth in his new book, Elevate. So make sure that you check that out. Whether you're a business owner or just looking to make some moves and get better as a technician in the field, always great advice from Tommy. And I'm sure that he will continue to do that as he moves forward. We hope that this podcast is also bringing you great advice and great strategy to not only improve you in your work life, but also in your overall life as a whole. And we want to make sure that we're doing that by bringing great guests to you. If you have any suggestions or ideas for guests or topics, we'd sure love to hear it. And of course, drop us a line in the comments and the reviews. We sure love that as well. We want to leave you now with our weekly challenge, which is the same each week, to choose to wake up every single morning and waste no day. 